And we are back for another episode of Joe Cupcake Unedited with me, your boy, Joe Cupcake. And and I'm unedited, and my guests are unedited, and there's so much uneditedness. I really should learn to go back and edit stuff, but that would defeat the purpose of the fucking show. So we're here. Hey, I took last week off. I am really sorry. There were some heat waves. California's been on fire. Uh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, I also upgraded my setup and got this lovely, you know, Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, you guys have already seen my new headset from Steel Series, but you know, you know, spruced it up a little bit. Got a uh, got a ring light, so I'm not just blue faced all the time. You know what I mean? It has been tight. What's up, everybody? I took last week off, like I just said. I'm really sorry. Thanks for sticking with the show. I do this for fun. I know a lot of you enjoy it, but. It's to help me, and last week I just didn't have the time or the mental fortitude to get it done. But we are back this week, and I have a great guest, one that is very, very awesome to have. He's a good dude. He's been friends of mine for many, many, many moons. By the length of time as the crow flies or whatever the fuck the saying goes, you know what I mean? Um, We're not doing a music guest today. Very interesting. I know. I know I mixed it up. But well, of course, we're going to talk about music. I mean, what's the point? You know, why wouldn't we? Anyways, <laughs> here's my friend, Brandon Hunt. Hey, what's up, dude? How what's are you? Up, dude? I am great, brother. <laughs> I'm great. Good. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm, I'm eating my little, like, ginseng guarana fizz energy drink thing that's supposed wow. to be super healthy and won't make my heart want to fucking explode. Oh, wow. I am, I am uh, off screen drinking um, just a soda. That will make my heart explode. So if I die on screen, I apologize, but that would be sick. So, can I get your? Can I have your stuff? Oh yeah, dude. First to claim. That's all you, baby. Dude, dude. <laughs> right, dude. Hey, right. the best part is if I don't ever release this recording, nobody else can beat me to it, dude. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The first to, it's watermarked, baby. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right, well, everybody, Brandon. <laughs> I didn't say it earlier. I forgot to properly introduce him. He is the branded social producer at the one. IGN. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, he cut me off. IGN.com. IGN.com. <laughs> I thought so, that was a cue. I thought that was a cue. Sorry, You're like, sorry dude. Tell me you can't do that to me. You know, you know, my guests, like, usually I have to lead them really hard for cues, and you were just, like, on it, bro. You know what I mean? Dude. Like used to, you were just fucking on it. Hold on one second. I do not want to be giving this person a view on Twitch. So uh-huh. let me let me shut uh-huh. my other. Let me click my other little lappy toppy top 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 here. <laughs> Can't my, my apologies. Um. Wow. Anyways, Brandon is the branded social producer at IGN.com. The legendary IGN got Tom. Now, whenever a new Call of Duty video drops, right? There's always some sort of wild and vivacious and just hyped up video of cats flying out of airplanes <laughs> with machine guns. Brandon does that. That is Brandon. That way. Sorry. I always do that wrong on this fucking show. <laughs> this way. This guy That's over funny. here. To to an extent, uh, I have done that. Um, but I, will, I can explain my job. Um, but yeah, I used to, I'll, I'll run through, I'll run everyone through my history. Well, let's. That, well, well, wait, hold on. Uh, what do you do at IGN? Let's explain that. Because okay. branded social producer to people outside of. I mean, shit. I'm in the music industry, and I barely know what you do. So, 
and people definitely probably don't understand all the layers and you know the veils sure. and the, the you know the amount of onion peeling you have to do in the right. video game industry you know what i mean yeah and every company is different everyone has different names for a bunch of shit so it's it's confusing but um my role on the branded i'm on technically i'm kind of on two teams i'm on the social team first and foremost and then our branded team um unofficially but i'm part of that branded team and what we the branded team does is uh you know the way ign um makes money is um we need to we need to do branded content and and uh use our skills and our um our catalog of content that we do um, such as the things that you see um, for Call of Duty and for wait, it's you know, not, it's not. You don't make money off clickbait like everybody else. Hey, if you click it, it's your own fault, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're an official say, click, say, my click, clickbait company. Um, uh, like, I'm that guy that baits you. Every time you click on something you don't want to open, it was me. Was me, dude. Everything is every single thing is clickbait. Not to go on a tangent, but uh, everyone has to do that now to get you to fucking open up a link. Um, and if it's honestly the best clickbait is the shit that's like logistically real. Like, wow, here here's the new Call of Duty level. Like, is that clickbait? I mean, technically yes, because you clicked it uh, because we baited you into clicking it because it's legit the new Call of Duty level. Sometimes companies right. will get shitty with it. Like they'll be like top 10 reasons why call of duty is the worst game and they send you on like a wild goose chase of of like 10 like slides or some shit like Dude, that and that's what, what is the one website it's like i always get these things on my feed and then i click on them and then it's like a directory where it's like really bad thumbnails and then it's like uh -huh. 20 articles it's like zorg.com yeah. or something like that some bullshit and i'm like i mean I the way that reading the articles and i get lost and then i go back to that directory where it's like uh -huh. the article i wanted and there's 20 others and then like oh, next thing yeah. i know i've been sitting yeah, on the like toilet for an hour and i've read all of them dude that's your own fault that's exactly what they want you to do <laughs> uh, sucker, dude. anyways we absolutely try not to be clickbaity as shit. We try, like, usually we. I know. We. That's um, why I made that. That's why I made that comment to you because I don't think yeah. you guys are are super clickbaity and not yeah. really at all. Like you know, I actually get you know you're one of the few pages on on Facebook where I'm like follow. You know, like I right. want to see. Right. I want every notification on for IGN. Right. Like we don't have to because we got the good content that people want to see. So. We just structure our titles in a way where people are like, oh yeah, okay, cool. That seems good. Now, what is your role with that good content, brother? You were, you were, uh, you were okay. I cut you off. I'm so, so sorry. And we go on a tangent here. That's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, so my role as a branded social, uh, uh, branded social producer, is essentially um, to serve our social audience and help serve our social audience with branded content that you kind of see on. Um, it's like Instagram stories or Twitter or Facebook. Um, a lot of things you'll see that are like sponsored by Xbox or brought to you by um, The Boys is the thing that um, they yeah. come through and they produce a lot of things. Um, and essentially my role, and I have a, I have, um, a partner in crime named Emily, um, and her, uh, she and I, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we essentially try and protect our feeds from, um, you know, Companies that come in and want to be like, we have a 30-minute uh, video 
uh, that we want to put on Twitter, and we'll be like, you can't, you literally can't put that on Twitter because uh, the time limit is ten minutes. You know, shit like that, where yeah. we kind of have to say, hey. We understand the platforms better than y'all do, so here's how you can turn your content that you want to work with us on um, into, like, awesome stuff um, so that people actually want to watch it. So, like, a lot of it is cool shit um, that um, we get to do. Like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of, like, I can't. There's a lot of stuff I can't tell you about. Um, like, know, for that's instance, why I'm like kind of letting you talk because I don't want to be like, <laughs> what about this, Mister yeah. Hunt? There's some cool shit coming up that I'm really excited about, actually. Um, that uh, um, you'll see very soon. Uh, but um, I hate you know, when you do that. I hate yeah. when you do that. You're like, I'm gonna give you a little bit, and then nope. <laughs> Just stay tuned. Keep it You're like locked. When the ice cream man. You're like when the ice cream man's truck drives slow by yeah. and you run outside and he's like and the sign says sold out on the truck, but he's just driving through the neighborhood <laughs> to be an asshole. That's you, yeah. Brandon. That's, That's you. Me playing the song <laughs> uh but yeah dude i uh i essentially i um i help produce i sort of uh, i'll lead some some teams into creating content for those specific campaigns and things um and okay. uh just make sure that a lot of those things when they pop off you know aren't egregious in their kind of you know at the end of the day they all sort of want to be ads and we kind of t- say hey dude it's not. It's not a commercial. We're not a commercial company. So, uh, uh, yeah. you know, let's make it. Let's make it work like actual content that people want to see. Um, and yeah, we try and do our best to make that happen. Um, and we get to do a lot of cool stuff. Like you'll see. Like a good example is like uh, if you're watching any of our E3 or Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show or PAX content, like before pre-COVID when we were there and. Um, You'd see a lot of cool, um, like show floor guided tours and things. Like a lot of that stuff, um, you know, we have to sell and get and make it branded um, so that yeah. we can pay our people and pay our producers and freelance producers and stuff to um, make it happen. So a lot of that stuff is like brought to you by Gillette or brought to you by um, yeah. Five Hour Energy is like a big company that we do we, we work with a lot. Um, and so, you know, and those guys are pretty supportive of a lot of stuff that we do. Alienware, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so they just help us produce a lot of cool shows and cool content that otherwise you might not be able to see. Like there's um, a show called Next Gen Console Watch right now um, that was literally our, you know, the last couple of months, us kind of gearing up for, you know, this time right now where all the consoles are dropping, Um and, uh, and a lot of that, you know, needed to be sponsored. And so um, that is the stuff that I deal with where I turn that content into social-friendly stuff so mm, that you know, okay. things, things can fit on Twitter, things can fit on um, Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook, you know. And it's yeah. a lot of, like, it's a lot of, like, knowing the ins and outs of the platforms. Like, Facebook is pretty sucky with links that literally aren't any Facebook links. Like, Here's a tip for everybody and for you and for the show. If you want to um, have something pop off on your Facebook page, literally do not put a URL that links out to anywhere else on it. No, yeah, you, uh, you, you talk about it and you put the URL in your comments. Exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah. You put that, you put the URL in your comments so that uh, because Facebook's algorithm will punish you because you're not, you're not uh, you promoting Facebook. 
you're not promoting Facebook. Yeah, I mean, these are a lot of things that companies will do, um, social companies will do. They just don't tell you, but, you know, they're like, at the end of the day, they're a business and they want to, like, promote their feed and their algorithm. Um, and so that's what they got to do. Um, yeah. Facebook's a little bit more egregious in it, um, but Twitter is absolutely not. Twitter is... Um, great so yeah for those of you that are going to be listening to this at a podcast that noise is me pouring water in a glass it's nope. not marijuana just so <laughs> everyone's on the same page uh but yeah that's that's the gist of what i do um for ign right now um but yeah previously i was um just kind of working on the normal social feeds as like a producer for the feeds, and then I moved on to branded content. Um, and occasionally, I'll still do like shit posty stuff. Um, that's sort of what I'm what I'm known for um, at IGN on the social side. Oh, okay. Uh, so, mm -hmm. but I've I've since uh, since passed the torch, and uh, there's a lot of shit posty stuff now because you know we've uh, we've just sort of allowed ourselves to be kings of shit posting um so i mean sometimes you just gotta you just gotta own it you know what i mean yeah for a long time it was like you would see a shit posty thing on ign's twitter and people be like you tag me like brandon what the hell and now it's sort of like i have to be like hey wasn't me this time <laughs> you know uh so you start playing that song it wasn't me yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of that, that are, you know, uh, in some ways I'm sort of passing the torch of people, um, you know, yeah. posting dumb shit. But yeah, man. Well, well, so, okay, so like, let, let's, let's, let's tell the people. All right, so Brandon and I have been friends for very long, like 2006? Dude, 2006, seven, something right? like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Brandon used to be a fucking sick metalcore, well, sick tech metal vocalist for a <laughs> band called Turok. And mm -hmm. then they got, they were like one of the first bands that got hit with the good old, lovely, real life cease and desist. Mm -hmm. So they changed the name to Destroy the Colossus. Um, right. They used to play shows for, well, it wasn't even Pennant Productions back then, it was Arsenic Productions back in the day. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, I know Brandon through that, and then like we stayed in touch. Well, we kind of stayed in touch. I was like just touring and drinking a lot, and didn't talk to a lot of people back at home. <laughs> and then like in the last couple of years, we've definitely started like being friends again. Not that we, we yeah. stopped being friends, but you know, right. like it's it's very easy to go from like friend to acquaintance, but in a, not in a negative way. You know, yeah. Totally. Then I'm like, I don't see him as much as I would like to. Right. right. It's just, right. It is what it is. You know. And you know, so, we're sort of far apart. We live like about an hour away from each other, so it's. Oh, it's more always, than that it always now. More than yeah, that more now. than that. It's always been kind of hard for us to like actually get together. Yeah. I think I've seen Cause you I, in person because I live basically in Carmel. You know what I mean? So right, like, right. Yeah. I mean, San Jose is an hour and twenty-five minutes from me. Right, right, right. So um, you live in the city now, right? No, I'm actually in the East Bay still. I'm kind of like in like oh, the Walnut Creek, San Ramon area. So. East Bay. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you're you're about like an hour and forty five minutes for me, probably yeah, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So close, close, close that's to, with no, that's with no traffic. That's with no zero traffic, baby. Uh, we all know to, how the Bay Area traffic goes. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. I hope it never. That I hope that never returns. Uh, 
Yeah. But yeah, man, we did. Um, I need to tell you, I was going to surprise you, but since we're here, I was able to break back into my photo bucket account and I found uh, about like 70 flyers that I made for you, dude. Oh, you need to send me those. Intact. Dude. So I'm going to put them on an Imgur page. And oh, please, dude. Yeah, dude. Andrew great. will be so happy to hear that, dude. Yes. He's going to be yes. so jazzed, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. I was dude. so happy. I broke into like my personal and my my uh, our band photo bucket and found like our old MySpace designs that I did. Holy and, shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, I found That's Hiroshima's insane. parts of Hiroshima's old MySpace page layout that i made for them oh and, that's right yeah yeah brandon, so so if you guys didn't figure it out brandon used to do a lot of my uh like photoshop art as well like right he did he did my flyers uh if you ever see an old pinup or arsenic flyer and at the bottom you see this url that doesn't make any <laughs> sense it's myspace.com backslash wow cool french fries dancing <laughs> that was brandon's myspace url can i tell you can i tell you how i got that url did i ever yes. tell you this story that was actually one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, just so literally I could ask you. Like, fuck IGN. Like, I just wanted to ask you about the fucking MySpace URL. You know what All I right. mean? I hope that you've been wondering for, like, 20 years and some shit how this um, happened. Well, but, it was it was kind of one of those. It was more. I lived in the moment of the fact that it was like hilarious, so I didn't care. <laughs> um, okay, so one night, uh, this was pre-Turok. I was trying to get into a band so i was hanging out with like a lot of band dudes in the area um and just sort of like putting myself out there and so um i think we were practicing one night for like a band that just never never took off but like the thing was to go to denny's up until like fucking three or four in the morning as you do yeah when you're like 20 years old and we were doing yeah before uh, we all discovered in and out that's what we're, we hung out at exa denny's, yeah exactly exactly uh and we oh, were God, doing in and out sounds so good right now i never should have oh, said that too shit Fuck. can we go can we go mobile and do this in the in the drive-thru in the drive-thru yeah <clears throat> uh anyways we're I mean, all we probably could I mean, we probably can't. I'll switch to mobile. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're all sitting at a table, and it was like maybe like ten of us deep, and we're playing. We're just playing like dumb like word games. Like one of them, well, this game was like a, a game where it's like say a random word and complete uh, complete a full sentence. You know, it was yeah. like that that sort of like four a.m. deliriousness. Uh, and it. wow, cool French fries, Danzig was the sentence that came out for our whole entire table. And I was the one that um, said Danzig. I remember that specifically. Uh, yeah. And that was like a sentence that sort of just like stuck with everybody. Um, and that was about the same time that MySpace had dropped and everyone was building their pages. So I swooped that fucking dumb URL before I... You know, before like the last year of MySpace where I changed it to Branded Hunt or something like that. <laughs> we don't talk so about that. I'm not yeah. going to talk about that. We're not talking about that, no. But yeah, there's the story, dude. There it is. Dude, it's all right. You want to get really embarrassing, dude? Yeah. I am a sucker. I've listened to almost every type of music under the sun. Like I've had like a phase. You know, in high school, we all had phases. You know, I was like the goth yeah. kid. I was the punk kid. I did the industrial sure. thing. I did the new yeah. the fucking new metal thing. Well, I never stopped doing that, but that's not the point. Um, and but ska was my first true musical calling in life. Wow. 
my live journal. Yes, I just brought up live journal. <laughs> my live journal URL was Lil, like L I L, uh-huh. Ska Boy with an I. <laughs> Ska Boy. <laughs> yes. Hey, mm-hmm. that's not like that's not like the most egregious username of that time either. I'm surprised you oh, weren't like yeah. little X, big X, little Skyboy, big X, little X, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. No, uh, actually, funny story. Uh, you know, some people claim that this is an exaggeration, but my fractured memory does not have it as an exaggeration. There's a period of time in the Santa Cruz metal horror scene where Uh-oh. I was the only person who wasn't straight edge. Wow, damn. So damn. I never put X's in everything because A, I would have gotten beat up for it. Uh-huh. B, I mean, I have friends to this day that are still straight edge. That, you know, you know right. Taylor from Moria and like yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. other guys, Garrett and all the you know, all the boys, every, a lot of them are yeah. still straight edge. And like right. it's a respect thing. Like I don't use X's everywhere. Sorry, there's a bug. I don't use X's everywhere because that's just like, I understand that where it's not like straight edge people are the only people allowed to do that. It's like, that's like kind of their thing, you know? Right. right I'm not right. going to go fuck with it, but you're, you are right. But my, my, MySpace URL ironically was pizza man, Joel. Cause that was when, <laughs> that was when remember, I just worked at pizza, my heart and book shows. Yeah. That's what I did. Right. Dude. Yeah. I remember. And that. like everywhere I went in the town, I like lived, People were like, oh, it's the pizza man. Oh, it's the pizza guy. Like, that was me everywhere I went. Like, uh, because I worked at the original Pizza Mart in Capitola. And if you sure. lived in Santa Cruz and you had summers, you at some point in time ended up in the Capitola village. Right, down there, right, right on the beach and the wharf, you know? So everybody would always be like, oh, oh. Or like, you know, kids would come in and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sell my, my family our pizza. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm the pizza man. Like, what's up? You know? <laughs> wow, dude. Damn. Yeah, so I wasn't well, even I wasn't like, even Joel Cupcake until Twitter happened. Oh shit! Wow, damn! But you've been on Twitter for heck of long. You must have been on Twitter for heck of long. I think so. Let me let me let me let me put a you know. When did you When did you start your profile, sir? I think mine's like two thousand nine or something. But does it say just like right on your profile? Yeah, it should like right on your. Uh, yeah, joined the, June two thousand nine. Wow. Dude, that was February. Oh, I've been on Twitter for eleven years. Let me. I'm just gonna go jump out a fucking window. Dude. That just reminds me how old I am, dude. Dude, dude uh, that's crazy. It's funny that um, that like Pizza Man was your like moniker. There's like just never a metal scene that is not like some way associated with pizza. Like pizza shops and like, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, our ours was Lucky Pizza. In Dude, I was literally gonna bring that up. Lucky's Pizza, baby, before oh the God. Red House. I miss it. I miss it. I miss Dude, it. I only went to Lucky's like a few times. Like I went once for one of your guys' shows. Mm-mm. I went once when Maria played. Yeah, and there was a. I think I went with Arsonist, but I was like blackout drunk that day, so I don't remember. Oh man, um, yeah. I, think I remember that show. It was probably that. I think it was them and I shot the sheriff, and it was like the it was like the night that I shot the sheriff. Crowd got like really rowdy. Oh yeah, they like shut it down for like yes, yes, two weeks. That, that, They're like no, yeah, no shit for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that night. Yes, yes, exactly. But uh, oh man. yeah. Well, well, so so you know we've gotten completely off subject, but hey, it's my show, so I don't give a yeah. fuck. 
Well, so, okay, so so you grew up in the East Bay, you know, like, so how did you get into music and into a band? And then mm-hmm. how from the band did you get a job at IGN? Like, just get give it to me all. Like, just okay. give me that timeline, baby. Uh, I remember, like, I'll start from the very beginning. One day I was hanging out with some people in a parking lot. I was listening to not metal at the time. It was like, it was sort of like new metal and techno and shit like that. And I heard the double bass pedals of Poison the Well emanating from a from a dude's truck while we were all like trying to skateboard. And I was like, what is that? Um, and so uh, discovered discovered metal like death metal and hardcore music. Uh, well, and then I put big- you on the hot seat. What's your favorite place in the world? Which record did you hear? And what's what's your favorite place in the well record? Uh, Tear from the Red, the second one. Tear from the Red, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, uh, I think it was Botchla. Pretty sure it was Botchla that I heard. Uh, was that first what, song? Is that your no. favorite record by them? Uh, you know what? It was for a long time, but I think. Uh, oh fuck! What's the next? You come, you come before you. What's the next Ooh, album? Yeah. yeah, you come before you with Ghost Champ. Yeah. Yes, holy shit. So fucking Dude. good. So like uh, that was always the album I enjoyed. And I never mm-hmm. was like but now when Poison the Well comes on, I always like skip to all the fucking You Come Before You songs. Like I know, dude. Seriously. I have this so okay, okay, we're gonna get we're 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 going way off course, Brandon. <laughs> fuck, fuck your fuck your story for a second. So I have this whole thing with like Sean Mott and a few of the other guys that I do a lot yeah. of content creation with. They all think I'm crazy for this yeah i stopped listening to under oath after they're only chasing safety okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i didn't listen to bands like bring me the horizon and a lot of the new stuff because in my opinion you come before you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was the first like this is metalcore and we've progressed Right, right, right. And all those, in my opinion, like when they when Under Oath came out with, I think it was Define the Great Line, like mm-hmm. all those bands, in my in my professional and personal opinion, they just ripped off Poison the Well, and Poison the Well got shit on for what they did, and everybody else blew up. Oh yeah, because Poison the Well like actually progressed as musicians. Now, granted, I don't think I've I don't think I've actually listened a lot to the the albums post you come before mm-hmm. you but they're just just like they they're, they're incredible so, they're they're incredible they're like they're like um oh fuck what's the band's name that is the lead singer is like the uh he runs the artist uh he runs like the art um company that does everyone's albums oh, fucking shit He's got that tattoo next. The the their famous band shirt is like the the girl's face. Uh, Atreyu? you? No, no, no. They they're like super. God damn it! Hold on, let me find them. Um. Anyways, they're this is just to not let everyone suffer through my brain trying to figure out. It's the girl. It's like the it's like the black and white shirt that's just like oh, the entire shirt is a girl's face. It's just sort of oh, converge. Converge, fucking thank you, Jesus Christ! How did you uh, not remember that, Brandon? 
because my brain is farting right now. You are in a tech metal band, brother. I, you like have like no, I know my my brain is farting because I'm alive. Between that band and into the moat, like you, your band never would have had any relevance, dude. Oh, well, Converge isn't like they're not like tech. They're 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 like post hardcore art artistry. And fair, then, fair. You know, but that's that's what that's what Poison the Well did. They like okay, they like started painting. Like they started fucking, like they were sketching, and everyone's fucking sketching with hardcore yeah. shit, right? Doing the same pictures, and and Poison the Well was like, "Hi, we're like thirty in the scene, and y'all are like 15. Uh, we've been doing this since like '92 or some shit." Mm-hmm. Uh, the only I, the only band that came along where I was like, "This is fresh and new," so uh-huh. I was like, I listened to Poison the Well. I said, "Fuck all these new Jack bands." <laughs> I was already into the bled, so the bled gets a solid hard pass uh-huh, because uh-huh. they get they get away with whatever they want because they're the bled. Right. And in my opinion, right. they might be the most underappreciated metalcore band of all time. But that's not the point. That's a whole oh, other conversation. Um, fucking art damage by Fear Before the March of Flames, like Ooh. that band, and that well, that CD specifically, like yes. really ushered in like like the the art, like the heavy heavy low low era of uh-huh, music. Uh-huh. You know Dude, what I, I saw mean? That- I love I love bands like that that are always sort of like associated with like a tour package, but that like the tour package is um, they like toured one time. I saw I saw them with uh, like Bear versus Shark and like a couple other bands that are just like close, but like not really, um, you know, like a typical tour package that you would see. Yeah, and like they introduced me to like so many fucking good bands. Um, like Bear versus Shark, I fucking yeah. love. Well, that Bear was like that was like you know I liked so I had like a weird trajectory when I got into music. You know, I like mm-hmm. bounced all over the place, but like I didn't. Hardcore was like last for me, so I got into like Poison yeah, the too. Well. So I, I went from like I liked like Nerve Agents, like I liked the goth punk bands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like AFI, Nerve Agents, uh, TSOL. You know stuff like that, and then I kind of swerved into. I discovered Poison the Well, but right when I first heard Poison the Well, I heard like uh, Ed Gein, um, Through the Eyes of the Dead, uh, mm-hmm. at the, like the first As They Dying EP, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so I was like all about that, and then I hadn't even I didn't even know about like. And then I found the red cord and I was like obsessed with the red cord. And then because of like fear before and bands like that getting bigger, I discovered like probably the most underappreciated band of all time. The number 12 looks like you. Oh God. I mean, like the OG, the OG lineup, like nuclear, sad nuclear, that record, like put on your, put on your Ruby red glasses or Ruby Rose glasses. Oh my God. I don't remember. Um, The, the one song, of course, I'm blanking on the song that uh, "Jaywalking Backwards." Uh, I still, I still have like on a playlist from the number twelve. Looks like you. Um, which which still, album was that off of? That was off of Mongrel. Oh, okay. I didn't um, listen to that record as much. Um, I won't lie to you. Um, uh, dude, I, yeah, I think I was a little bit of a different trajectory. Um, I've just never been like a real big like pure punk fan um cuz i've always just really gravitated towards like the heavier growlier stuff um and and ne- never like the looseness of punk un- until okay. like 
till later. Um, yeah. And it's always like a punk fusion thing. But uh, mm-hmm. but I was like, I definitely like the first As I Lay Dying. I want to say like the that 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 last beloved album Ooh. Uh, was the problem. Oh, dude, we're going to go there. And holy shit, did, you know they're coming back, right? Don't, look, you know can, we not, can we not talk about you know Furnace Fest back. getting canceled? Can we not oh, talk yeah. about it? We can't. I had tickets <laughs> to Furnace Fest and Psycho Las Vegas this year. Oh, and man. at Psycho Las Vegas, Poison the Well is playing all of opposite oh, of December. Fuck, oh, dude. Just stream it. Just tell them to stream it. Shit. Don't get me started. Um, but yeah, uh, Beloved was probably like it is like one of the essential albums for me that like went from like hard, like hard rock type of stuff into just straight um, like metal, like yeah. close to death metal, like close to hardcore. Um, because I fucking love the shit out of that beloved album, yeah. and so from there, um, you know, I had started using the net to like to find new bands and shit like that. And the world, the World Wide Web, the old worldwide, the web cast wide uh, across the world. Uh, yeah. But I found like I think As It Lay Dying was the fucking album. Um, like I, uh, God, I don't, I don't want to like. I don't want to be like Gloderson, but I was like there early for Azalea Dying. Um, yeah. I remember going to a show for Azalea Dying at the Pound where there was like literally eight, ten people. Um, so I got to meet like uh, I went to a couple of those shows where it was like that because uh, I was obsessed with them and um, got to meet like Nick Hippa, who was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a guitarist. Um, and so he would like recognize me at, at like all their other shows and be like, oh, Oh, so he's super cool. Um, I love that. But uh, yeah, from there, like basically from there, Asley dying, you know, it was like um, everything, everything that like uh, God, Tooth and Nail Records put out, Trust Kill put out, you know, yeah, like like Nora, you know, those bands. Yeah, I I was, I was always more of a Ferret Records person. Yeah, yeah, uh, ferret, definitely ferret for sure. Uh, like all those labels, dude. Yeah. Uh, and I and I uh, and I like was mostly dedicated to like and could really handle mentally, just like the 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 hardcore like not really not really deathcore yet, but like metalcore yeah stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you know as I got a little bit older and experienced life a little bit more and got a little bit angrier. Yeah. Uh, you know, I needed like the fucking grimiest shit um, later in life. Uh, so, like, even after, um, even after Turok and Destroy the Colossus was over, like, I couldn't really handle a lot of like grindcore and like black metal. But fuck yeah. shit. Like right now, it's like, uh, you know, um, there's a band. I don't even know if you've heard of this band, but have you heard of Robinson? Yes, I know the name. Fuck. They did they they did that album, um, The Great Collapse. They only had like one EP. They were from like the Midwest somewhere. They didn't even I don't even think they got signed. Uh or maybe they got kind of like a small signing. Um but it was they like were the with fucking I... most Go ahead, finish. Uh uh No wait, who are they friends with? Who are they friends with? Well I know that name because what was that like 
like like robot there was like robot firing squad or something like that and then there was like see you next tuesday like robinson's Uh, from uh, that whole region of the state and i was really good friends with the i can't call them their acronym i was really good friends with the see you next tuesday guys Uh oh nice I can't call like, them by their. Uh, I can't call them what I want to call them because. <laughs> yep. I'll have some some women very upset with me. Oh yeah. But um, was that like to- Tony uh, Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza? Same so Tony kind Danza of group? was like south, and then like the CNX Tuesday guys were like north. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it was like it was like Danza and um, God, what's that other band that doesn't exist anymore? That was just <laughs> like 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 one of the OG, I cannot remember. It, it's going to yeah. take me forever to remember. Yeah. You have to like scroll through your fucking, your iPod. Yeah. But there was like, there um, was like Danza and another band from like this, from like the South. And then there was like, <laughs> see you next Tuesday, Robinson. And like that whole group from like yeah, the, nice. the Midwest slash like the edge of the Northeast, you know? Yeah, totally. Dude. Yes. Uh, fucking Robinson, like just introduced, it was like, at first it was like, I would play Robinson to like scare the shit out of my like milk toasty friends who were just like, I like, uh, I like Maroon Five and that's it, you know. Why are you all this music? My favorite, that's- my favorite people, dude. Oh, my favorite people. Um, which is funny because like when I was playing in uh, the store of the Colossus, we were just so deep in that scene at, at you know about like five years in that like everything we listened to after practice was like Justin Timberlake and like just the most furthest shit, the furthest away shit from metal that you could. Cause we were just like, so we were so uh, burnt out on like a lot of it. Um, yeah, dude. Like, so like I'm, I'm still putting on new metal these days, like new metal releases. Sorry, not new mm-hmm. metal, like the genre, like new metal bands. Right, 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 right. New right. metal CDs, new metal, like N E W. And uh, but like even like dude like my jams lately have been like <laughs> post Malone, Rise Against, mm-hmm. and fucking you know what I've been jamming the shit out of lately, dude. Backstreet Boys, dude. Oh. Backstreet back all right, dude. That's all I have to say about that, dude. Dude, you want to know my two my two uh, like absolute like I just rotate back and forth, and one you're gonna love, um, but the first one I've been utterly obsessed with that band Health from they were they they're on the um, Grand Theft Auto soundtrack, Grand Theft Auto Five. They did the soundtrack to Max Payne Three. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and like the, their last, the, the two albums after that are fucking incredible. Um, Interesting. Okay. And and uh, they're also big IGN fans, so uh, we've been trying to get them to come hang out at the uh, the, the building studio. a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like we've uh, a buddy in my of mine and I have been. We chat with them on their Instagram. It's really funny. Uh, but the other band that I have just like somehow found like another love for is uh, Head PE. <laughs> Do you remember Head PE? No, yeah, oh, of course I know who that band is. Yeah, okay. You, they just they fuck or what, dude? Like you just with that it? album, that like popular album that they had when like they got like super big, just fucking rips. Still, dude, it just rips. It's are you so gonna, good. Are you, gonna t- are you gonna tell me you listen to ICP now? Is that the next thing out oh, of your no. mouth? No, no, no. Sir. Why are you Why are you judging, dude? You're not down <laughs> with the clowns until you're dead in the ground. I'm not down with the clowns, man. I'm not, dude. Listen, unless, unless Brandon, one, they, of, Brandon, they Brandon one of the up. smartest things I ever learned 
in the last 20 years of living is never leave home without your motherfucking hatchet. All right. Like, uh, all right. I might have to, I might have to get down with the clowns. Hey, dude, you, dude. Do you, are the clowns, where do the clowns, uh, land on the political spectrum these days are they trump dude have you ha, did you not see that that thing did i not send it to you oh dude it was no. like it was it was basically like they posted a picture of a clown face holding the burning confederate flag and Oof. they were like they were like all right my all right my fellow ninjas get your fat asses out with your shotguns and chase down your local racist or something like that and wow. then they and then the next thing they posted after that was you remember um all the you know the dude from dance floor murder not 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 dance floor murder that's an old San Jose hardcore band blood on the dance floor uh-huh uh-huh is a pedophile uh-huh. right right so right so a new picture of him leaked and he like got rid of like the you know the, the zigzag beard and the and the scene hair he's like looks tries tries to look more like a Papa Roach reject nowadays uh-huh. you know what I mean and they were yeah. like, yo, like just a reminder, this is so and so from this band. If you see him, just fucking kill him on site because he's a fucking oh, pedophile. And it was like back to back. And I, I reposted it and I was like, ICP basically just won 2020. Like you can think jugglers are ridiculous as much as you want, but like they were like, we don't fucking care. Like, like burn right. the Confederate flag, like kill racists murder pedophiles and i was like well at least someone's not beating around the bush this year like dude okay i am uh, i'm absolutely a turned individual and i now (laughs) and i'm now going to go down an icp rabbit hole and do it and and put my foot in my mouth uh listen because i love that i love that absolutely i support i support them wholeheartedly now trunk full of fago (laughs) <laughs> car full of fat chicks that's all i need to tell you <laughs> oh man i have i mean i had that that double disc album that was like from like 98 maybe or something like that when they were wrestling in uh in the wwe when they were coming through for a couple of wwe or wwf excuse me yeah uh for like monday night raw spots and shit when it was like the 96, like 2000 era was like the hypest era. Yeah. And then it was like all of a sudden ICP's here for no fucking reason. You're like, like how? Yeah. Cause they were in the ECW or some shit. And then they just, yeah. and yeah. then they pop through. Um, God, Dude, and now they do, they still do juggalo championship wrestling. They still have their own wrestling league. Wow. That's insane. All right. Yeah. Big it, up, it is insane. Big up the ICP. <laughs> Dude. I mean, like, honestly, like all jokes and, and nonsense aside, like, they're millionaires like they're they're very intelligent like their branding like the culture that they've created dude not not last year but the year before gathering of the juggalos was in a fucking water park like not only did they convince a corporate owned water park to let them host the gathering there they had enough money to rent out a a water park for three days the the slides ran for 30 like 36 hours straight Holy shit. So like wow. you could like go watch Mudvayne, get sprayed with Fago, and then fucking hit White Lightning the the ride. You know what I mean? Whoa. Like <laughs> holy shit, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. I miss Mudvayne, dude. Is Mudvayne oh, still doing? No, they're not. Because oh. the singer's in hell yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they've been a- like teasing a comeback, 
because I would love that because yeah. you know, Dig is like the heaviest song ever written. Hell but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But damn, do we start yeah. talking about I I tried to make it a point not to talk about ICP on here and <laughs> politics. And I broke both those fucking rules today, dude. God damn it. <laughs> um no, it's no. fine. Don't worry about it. Um well, any, well let me let, let me put you on the spot with like a music question. Okay. okay. If you had like, you know, for, you know, you come from like the death metal tech mm. world. And also yeah. metalcore. So, like, if you had to name two albums right now that you would recommend people check out, like one techy death metal-y record, and like one metalcore record, like OG, OG. We're talking about OG stuff. Like, okay. Like, what are the two CDs you would recommend? Mm. And if you're um, not ready, I can go first. I do have my answers prepared. I I I have one of my answers prepared. Okay. I have my metal my metalcore. I would say. Even though I can't support them anymore because their lead singer is a psychopath, uh, but the first Azalea Dying album, for a world's uh, collapse, baby, dude, I'm obsessed with that album. Obsessed. Dude, I still, I still listen to it. Like Tim yeah. is, I don't think what Tim did was cool. I don't believe that whole like he paid his debt thing. Like I'm, I'm real on the fence with it. Like I've had the opportunity to go see both of the last two tours they did, and I didn't. <laughs> Because I just was like, I don't know how it sits with me, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I would have just, like, I think them, but here's another tangent. But I think, like, as a band, like, it's, I know there's, like, history there. But, like, dude, you got to fucking, you got to, like, take a stand. Like, I think it was just weird that they were just like, oh, we'll get him back. He, you know, he's making amends and shit. I was like, yeah, dude, of course. Like, he doesn't have anything else to fucking do with his life. He, like, the last, like, 20 years have been him. In a in a band, <laughs> he went crazy. Yeah. Well, like, and they all they all said like what he did was wrong and it's against Jesus and we'll never be in a band with him again. And then they all then they went in back into being in a band with him. Yeah, except Nick Hippa left. He like just recently left. He's just like bye. Yeah, I know he was like this is wrong. I should not have ever done this. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, I'm like, dude, y'all could have just fucking grabbed a new singer, like instantly like you could have just fucking solved that problem with a they should have just sink. had nick arthur from Maltov solution do it and it would have, they would have been fine yeah for real yeah for real um but yeah that album holy shit uh that like chain that kind of changed that one changed my life because that was the one that was like i want to be in a fucking band now after listening to this like i respect I, that it was like the one that w that made me get off my ass and like actively like manifest it. Like mm -hmm, it, it was mm -hmm. the one that like said like I would tell people, start telling people I'm gonna be in a band, I'm gonna figure out how to do it, and then you know, MySpace hit and like I was hitting up like all sorts of bands, like waiting for bands to be like, hey, we need a singer, you know, in the fucking bulletin boards and shit, and that's how I found yeah. the Turok Tur Boys was that. Um, oh, uh, but uh, what's your metalcore record? My metalcore? Well, that's that's my that's my metalcore record right oh, there. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair. Um, but my tech one, fuck. I don't know if I have a you know honestly. I don't have like one that's OG, but like one that's maybe like five years old is. Okay. Uh, I saw five years old. Um. Oh my god! 
We're no. we're old, so I feel like when you say five years old, it's really like ten years old. We're and you old. just don't we're realize old. it. <laughs> um, the last the last Rivers of Nile album. Oh, dude, where owls know my name? Yes, fucking shit. Like, that was that my one? album of that was my album of the year that year when that CD came out. Dude, nice, hell yeah. That record, uh, no, that record, nothing has touched me like that record since Colors came out by BTM. Yep. Holy like, shit! Yeah, for real, for real. Like Honestly, just, they should just do a tour that's BT Band playing Colors and Rivers playing that album, and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like having an opener, yeah. like, like that's it. Just, just pass out like some fucking edibles or some fucking acid or something, and just let everybody fucking lose their mind, dude. dude. All right, I have a question I want to ask you, but only after you tell me your two albums. But okay, okay. Um, but remind me, it, it's it's in a post-COVID world question. Uh, okay, okay. That's so fair. Tell me your two albums first. So okay, metalcore. My metalcore album. This this I feel like will surprise a lot of people. Like, I listened to Poison in the Well. I got into all this stuff, and then I got into heavier stuff, and then I also got into some more metalcore stuff. But like the album that sold me, where I was like, this is the type of music I want to fucking listen to. That from from the metalcore spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's 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 honestly a tie, but I'm not going to play that game on my own show. Like I'm going to follow my own rules. <laughs> so it's going to be the funeral of God by Zayo. Oh fuck, <laughs> fuck! Just Hell because yeah. like you have the heavy, it's still a little grungy. It's not like super produced, but mm-hmm. like he has mids and highs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like fuck, dude. Like that album just gets me like fucking pumped, dude. Like dude, I. So I don't know if you, this thing ever happens to you, but there was a ton of instances where I would discover a band and be like, "Holy shit, this band fucking rips!" And mm-hmm. then like two weeks later, they're like, "They're like, we're coming through," and I was like, "Oh fuck, let's fucking go!" And Zaya was one of those bands where um, that album, everyone was sing, what well, everyone was singing the single off that or the music video that um, the Liberate, the one that's where it's in Latin. Uh, uh, no shit. It's it. Where blood and fire up. bring rest. Oh, it might be the more like the album I did after Funeral of God was like kind of singy. Uh, no, it definitely was. It was more grindy. Uh, I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Hold on. Hold. God, Point. I hate. This is my fucking. This is like my the last all revelation. Else, all else failed. That one. Um. Nope. 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 Or I'm Blood and Fire Bring Rest. Let me look at this album. Let me look at this fucking album. Show me the album. Show me the album. My my um, phone won't won't even load the Zayo button right now. Is it the oh god? I forget all the fucking. I forget all the. Okay, let me play it. Let me play it. This one. The Rising End. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is off the funeral of God. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This song fucking rips. And the end of that song, I was like obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And and uh, like at the height of like my obsession, I got to see them live, like full on, like elbows on the lip of the stage live and see the dude just like in pure like element. It was that's so, awesome. See, I saw Zayo when I didn't 
when I wasn't super obsessed with them. That was the only time uh -huh. I've ever gotten to see them, and I'm so mad about it. But it was with it was with animosity at the pound. Oh shit! Nice. So it was like a sick show, that and like I remember, sick. like everybody was like fucking damn. Like that was before I had really fallen in love with that band. Yeah, because I, I grew up with a lot of Christian metalcore kids, mm -hmm. so like they all were like fucking damn. <laughs> um, and like they were tight live, but I wish like now I've seen them in recent years. You know, like they've right. been putting out new music. We booked them at DNA Lounge a couple years ago. Like that's, their band's an incredible live. You know, awesome. but oh, yeah. but yeah. So that's my metalcore answer. And my nice. A lot of people will tell will say that this is they're not a death metal band, and I don't fucking care mm -hmm. because to me they were where it got me on the train of tech like tech metal. Right, right, right. And like more brutal death metal. Um right. the the first do the eyes of the dead record, man. Oh fuck yeah, they are. Dude, Malice, they dude. Yeah. Even though yes, there's breakdowns on the record, but like three inches from a main artery, and like also that mm -hmm. first like their current singer is not I'm not knocking him at all. But yeah. I believe his name was Anthony or Andrew was the dude that was only on like the first EP, the demo EP mm -hmm. and that record. Mm -hmm. Like his fucking voice. So good. Oh yeah, dude. Like I, used run, I used oh. to run a lot and, and uh, um, I need to start running again. But like that song would um, the song off that um, album that was like the, the fucking hit would like amp me the fuck up when I would exercise. Yeah. <laughs> that song the, is so tight. Dun, 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 that dun, album is so good. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that, uh -huh. that song. Yeah. 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 And then so if I had good. to choose like a guilty, if I have to choose like a guilty like a local band, like it's mm -hmm. either it's a tie between either Moria, No Light Ahead, obviously, yeah. or Hell fucking yeah. dude, Predator by the Taste of Blood is like oh, one shit. of the most underappreciated yes. metalcore records. Like period. Like every time I show people that band, they're like, "How did, did this band never get huge?" And it's like, "Well, dude, I know. Derek went into the Faceless, and Chase was an animosity." So like, you know right. what I mean? Right, right. Um, hold on. What's your What's There's, your? Oh, go ahead. No, go, I was gonna uh, remind you of your post COVID question. That's all I was. Oh, gonna do. okay. Um, in a post COVID world, when maybe in like God, probably like two, two or three years, right? Like yeah. probably. With the way that, with the way the world's going. The way the world's going. Um, by the way, real quick, do you remember a band called Textbook Tragedy? Uh, I never listened to them, but yes, I know the name. Uh, they're fucking sick, and they're, they're that's my that's my guilty pleasure band. I, I uh, feel like I've booked them. They definitely they've definitely come through the area before. But you, but you know what? Uh, I've booked so many. I literally have friends so that bands. like that like remind me like, dude, you've booked that band. I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. Like especially my yeah. straight edge friends that have been coming to my shows like since they were kids, they're yeah. all like, "Yeah, dude, Joel, you've booked that band," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> Joel, you've literally booked Fartcore before. You don't remember Fartcore, bro? Dude, dude I started Crabcore, bro. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> um, okay, my question: Post COVID, right when mm -hmm. shit when shit's like ready to come back, right? Um, in this scene, assuming you're still gonna want to book shows and do the thing again. Well, assuming right. we still have venues, let's let's assuming that's we still, still have that's <clears throat> that's the bigger statement. But yes, yeah, let's let's pretend that there will be venues, right? Which I think I I think there will be. I feel like 
like like post like the second COVID dies, people are gonna want to be like, I want to go to a fucking show so bad, right? Correct. Um, Correct. What do you want to see? What do you want to change in terms of like booking lineups and shit? In terms of like you know the standard kind of practice, the standard practices, and I want like shit like that that you'd okay. want to change. Like, would you would you want to be like just two bands? Like, would you want to do that? Would you want to be like? Bro, have you ever been to a pinup show? It's like fucking eight bands every time. I know, dude. dude. I know, dude. It's um, a fucking festival. <laughs> um, I, I I do want to do less bands, and I want to do more mixed genres. You nice. were alive in the time frame where you could have like. Hiroshima and Turok had no no place playing a show together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally, but it worked yeah. all the time. You know, right. like you would have like the ass beater band, like So Help Me God. You know, play with like oh we, you know, like the weird like artsy heavy heavy Lolo, and then right. there'd be like a tech band and maybe like a pop punk band with breakdowns on there, and it was way less weird back then. It was right, way more right. normal. Like the different genres supported each other. It was just we went to shows. It wasn't like I only listen to hardcore. Fuck you, or like deathcore <laughs> is just superior music. And if you don't like that artist, murder, I'm gonna fucking slit your throat, you know. Or like I only listen to like Pantera, and if you don't, you're a bitch. You know what I mean? Like I'm so tired of all that type of stuff, you know? Like Dude, yeah, yeah. And so like sure. I wanna I wanna go back to like the mixed genre stuff, mm-hmm. and also like it's more beneficial. Like the, so many bands are against it, but like if you have enough of a crossover with the other artists you're playing with. It's like so beneficial to everybody because you're meeting new people. Maybe you pull a few people from their scene to yours and vice versa. And you're just getting this fresh, raw exposure. Like there was a while where like every show was so packed because everybody knew each other, but every band got treated like every local band got treated like they were fucking huge because of like the unwavering support system of of everybody. Everybody supported each other because the genre lines were a lot less blurry. Uh, so right. that um, I'm noticing something. I mean, it existed back in the day, but not as bad. It was more of a like in a respect way. But like I've noticed that seemingly nowadays there's like a, a lot of gatekeeping going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where like people tell you what is and isn't cool. People tell you if you're, you aren't, aren't cool. And like, it's like I want a band to just show up and be themselves. Like show right. up, you know, because like I've said this on my podcast, other podcasts. Like I've told so many people, like if you just show up and come talk to me and tell me you want to play a show, you're way more likely to get a show than by like people shit jamming your name down my throat or you blind messaging me on Facebook or whatever. You right, know, right. like. Like, I mean, dude, you, you remember when you guys met me, like I talked to every fucking band and everybody loved to play for me because I was, I was fucking entertaining and nice. I mean, on top of that, like the shows were always cracking back then partially because I feel like I'm a pretty decent promoter, but also just the time we were living and it was like, you know, it's, it was, a I chose the right time to be a promoter, you know, when metalcore fucking over exploded and overflew overflowed, you know? But yeah, like, you you like hooked it up though. Like it, it's you like hooked it up. It was like you were. I feel like you fucking knew like every single band <laughs> in the fucking Bay Area. That like, if you were a band and like actively trying to get shows, like, like some way or another, people would run into you and be like, "Yeah, can you book us?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, dude, we'll find a good spot for you." Like that was 
that was it. Yeah. Like, and you know, like I'm, I'm going to praise you a little bit, but like the second that happened for us, it, we, we got like way more exposure, way more clout, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I'm like, like Hiroshima, I, we keep bringing them up. I love, I love Travis and those boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. they were a band like, you know, coming from Santa Cruz, you know, mm -hmm. they're competing with taste of blood, our Sanskrit, all the girls, Moria at risk, you know, you have all these bands that are polished. They have their shit together, and like they're trying to come up. And it's like, who the fuck are these young kids? But the yeah. second, like, you know, I put them on that. I actually booked. It was uh, Fear Before the March of Flames, Heavy Heavy Low Low, and a couple other bands. I, I oh, put yeah. Hiroshima on that over other metalcore bands. Heavy Heavy Low Low wanted their friends to play. Like literally, I just told everybody to fucking eat one. I was like, just eat it. I don't want to fucking hear it. And I put Hiroshima on the show, and uh -huh. everybody was like, "Yo, who was that opening band? Like they like, yeah, they're they're like goofball little scene kids, but they fucking rip." And I was like, yeah. "That's always been my goal, right, you know." Right. Like with your band, like you know, I know you always bring this up. Like when I put you guys on that Despised Icon show in Santa Cruz, you know, oh a God. band yeah. a band from an hour and a half away has no business opening a show in Santa Cruz. But like you look at that lineup. Also, mm -hmm. to be fair, I was not—I didn't know most of the death metal bands back then, and a lot of them, some of them, still don't want to play for me because I'm the metalcore dude. But that's—I oh, mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't care anymore. People, everyone's yeah. gonna have their opinion, you know. But right. like, you know, I didn't know a lot of like the actual death metal bands, so I probably would have tried to get like Decrepit Birth or somebody like that to play. Mm -hmm. But right. you know. You know, it was the Montreal assault, assault tour with like you know that was you guys plasma rifle Carnifex Neraxis, and Despised, right? Or was, it was yeah. Like, yep, yeah. that was it. I had that yeah. poster up in my wall for like fucking ever, dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I put you guys on that. I remember everybody being like, "Who the fuck is this band? Like, you're gonna put a show in Santa Cruz or like an A31 and not put an A31 band on?" And it's like, well, first off, Moria was on tour; they weren't home. Otherwise, yeah, right. you know, they would have been on the fucking show because right, right. more and despised icon. Like, can you get a heavier show than that? No, you can't. Right. Anyway, it's right. not the point. Um, <laughs> but it was like, dude, you guys had played shows for us at like Red House. You played mm -hmm. shows for us at San Jose Skate. You'd even played like shitty Nickel City shows for us. Uh -huh. Like, you'd always and you'd always promote it hard. Like, you were doing art for me. Like, mm -hmm. you guys mm -hmm. never fucking. You know, a lot of local bands like they get one little taste and then that's like, they have these high expectations. And I was always right. like, listen, I, I got to cycle through everybody, dude. Right. 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 And, I, right. All, and also that was like one of my first shows where I was like, I know I knew the crowd that was going to come to that show right. because back then there was a big divide still between death core and death metal. So right. the people that were right. going to want to see Carnifex didn't want to see the rest of the bands besides maybe despised. Right. Right. You know, right. cause the rest of the bands were like, more technical death metal bands, you know, other right. than despised and Carnifex, but which again, not that anybody from Carnifex is ever going to see this. I don't mean that in a shit talking way, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you guys fit with Carnifex and the other bands, but it was also like, I knew that that show was going to do well. Ironically, right. it did way better than well. It like far exceeded expectations. Nice. I don't know if you oh, remember, yeah. we crammed like almost 700 people in the vets hall for that show. Dude, I remember that. Yeah, that and we was were only wild. supposed to do, we were only supposed to do like 480 people. Wow. Or like 430 people. And we did like 680 or something like that. Like, Shit. yeah, it was like I remember, insane. I remember we were like, we were at that point, that was like pretty late in our kind of run. Yeah. Um, and at that point, like a headlining show for us was like death. Because 
we would always play last and we were like we don't want to fucking play last we want people to like we want to play two people um because yeah. at like at like uh at lucky pizza you know if you were a headliner you were playing at like 11 o'clock and all the kids parents would come pick them up and shit where they had to go um our people were just fucking tired and just ready to go because they'd been there for like five hours or some shit um so yeah. we always we always fight with like a headliner band to be like, no, nah, dude, we'll play before you. We don't want to fucking <laughs> do this. Um, and you were like, you guys are gonna play first, and you're gonna play on the floor because like the back line was so booked. And we were yeah. like, that's that's fucking perfect, dude. Because like we were just amped. We were just aching for like chaotic energy, and like the only way we could get that. Um, was like on the fucking floor in a crowd, like in a house <laughs> yeah. party, and and not at like a stage show where people were just like hanging out at the back because we were playing, you know, uh, like either headlining or fucking like we were a brand new band. Um, so like that was like the perfect setup. And I had known um, the lead singer, one of the lead singers of Despise, because they came through in a touring package years before that. Um, and it was like a perfect night where like my parents were all gone, um, on vacation and they're like, we need a house to crash. And I was like, y'all can crash in my place. And they crashed for like six hours after the show and left at like eight in the morning. It was like perfect before my parents came home. Uh, so and so I kicked it with them and I stayed in touch with the, um, with the singers. Um, and so when we rolled through, they're like, fuck yes, dude, I'm so excited to see you. Um, and so he stood at like, he stood like right in front. Uh, and so we were like, yes, oh my God. Yes. Cause everyone's seeing that singer was there from despise. I can like, Oh fuck, he's checking out this band. So like the circumstances of that entire show, dude, were like so fucking perfect. And it was like, it remained like one of our most favorite shows we've ever fucking played. Well, like, that was always my thing. Like, you guys worked hard, and I I understand that, like, being hit up the headline all the time is not fun. I understand also getting a good opportunity to, like, that was not tight. But I knew you guys were going to bring your, right. 60, your 60-ish friends from the East mm-hmm. Bay. Right, and at that right. point in time, you, you remember the scenes didn't – they didn't travel. The reason right. I could book a show in Salina, Santa Cruz, and San Jose or, like – you know, they could go play the East Bay and play San Jose and play Santa Cruz is because the, all the scenes were so big and most of only like 20% of the people actually traveled. Right, right. Between exactly. shows. Right. And it was usually like the older dudes from Santa Cruz and Salinas that did, you know, because right. everybody in San Jose was so young because it was the youngest scene. And mm-hmm. then the East Bay people didn't get along with a lot of everybody else. Right. And I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I also kind of helped with that. Like I kind of helped oh, yeah, super more did. of the band's play for more of the communities and everybody became homies, you know? Right. Totally. You but were yeah, like, like you like the glue in the band-aid of like the whole fucking Bay Area. No, bands. no, not the whole but don't say that. Not the whole it's, Bay Area. It's but true. It's true, Joe. Whatever. It's very whatever, true. <laughs> whatever. But but anyways, you know, you guys deserved that shot. And I was happy. You guys did your fucking job. You promoted well. You sold tickets yeah. from what I remember. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it was yeah. like Tight. And on top of that, like you did all those flyers for me for years, and I think I paid you like sixty bucks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, it was all for like you know, you know, just opportunities and just to, like kick it with you and 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 hang out, and then eventually mm-hmm. you'd, you'd throw us a bone, and that's like hell yeah. I don't have any like I don't have any like show promoting skills yet, but 
I can like put in work how uh, how I know how and just kick it with Joel because I think at that time we were trying to like start fucking metal versus nerd and shit, right? Or oh, was that well, I don't. Even, I barely remember that we did that, dude. Yeah. I I mean, we barely. We literally had like two meetings and then it was like over. But uh, I I did find a banner that I made for metal versus nerd. That's so uh, funny. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I actually man, completely forgot about that until you mentioned it right now. Yeah, dude. It was our like metal and IGN shit. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> That's so funny. But, well, fuck, dude. Okay, well, we're way off subject and we've yeah, been talking for a while, my friend. Right, okay, so let's run it down. So, you you know, so you you met the Turok guys on a message board. Like, they were looking for a singer. Yeah, so I... So, uh, so let's go from there. Let's go okay. through... The name change, how you became okay. destroyed the Colossus, uh, and then like what happened in the how did you find your way to IGN from okay. That? So uh I messaged so I, I had met Brad, who was the bass player, the first bass player for Turok. He worked at EB Games before it was GameStop in the mall in uh, Pleasanton. And he I was wearing an into the moat shirt. Um which is which like sealed the deal like uh, ha- later on i found out that it, like sealed the deal because i was like one of like four people in the fucking bay area that was wearing an into the moat shirt um and so i walked in was looking for games and brad was like you like into the moat dude hell yeah that band fucking rules like dude yeah they shred um he was like check out my band we're hell we're like into the moat i was like all right cool and it was turok um and it was like maybe a couple months before their singer left um and so they posted on their myspace bulletin remember when they had everyone had the bulletin board um which is wild to me uh and as soon as i saw that post they're like hey we're looking for a singer i hit it up i was like yo did you read that post on your sidekick oh god i wish i never had a sidekick i always wanted one but i never had a sidekick (laughs) Um, but I had a friend. Brandon, in, Brandon Hunt, you didn't live. You didn't live, dude. I know I didn't fucking live. Uh, I did it. I was a poor, I was a poor baby kid, dude. Uh, uh, and then and then um, I hit them up, and at this point I was, I had auditioned for like three or four bands, um, just to try and get something right. Uh, yeah. ter- this one was definitely like the one. The one heavier um metal thing that i was trying to do um and i think i had i think i sent them some examples of of something recorded that i did and then i went in for an audition and they were like yeah dude you're fucking in bro (laughs) um because at that point i've been practicing my cars like getting my shit down um you know i had the lows down pretty well uh and so i got in and so uh, after that it was practicing a lot, playing and playing the first couple shows, and you know how it goes. Then we were sort of like on our way, working and uh, and striving and playing shows and figuring out the band sitch and members and shit. Um, and there was not a lot of other bands that sounded like you guys in the Bay at that time either. So it was like perfect timing. Yeah, I mean, like, like you guys were you guys were before like the a lot of the hybrid. Like metalcore, deathcore bands. Like, I mean, yeah, we were kind of like I shot like, the sheriff was around, um, but they're they're about the same time as us. Uh, but it was a lot of like straight up hardcore stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, yeah I remember you guys. You, you guys used to play shows with Lionheart all the time. And oh shit. yeah, totally, totally, dude. A lot, a lot of time. But we played with them when they were Skybleeds Red. That's how long ago we played with them. Uh, I don't know if we're. I don't know. Rob, Rob's gonna get mad if he finds out we <laughs> we, we, we ratted them out for that name. We're on here. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think we shared a we shared a uh, no that was a different band. I sh- we shared a, a practice spot with them uh, oh, okay. when they were Scabby's Red. Um, That's so but yeah, funny. Anyways, uh, yeah. Like fast forward, like maybe like a year or two. Um, we're just doing the standard band stuff, trying to play shows and practice and write stuff. Um, and. We were working on, I think we were working on our album, uh, and we finally had gotten into the into the progress of getting our album out. But at the same time, a buddy of mine, who I had gone to school with, um, was working for Acclaim, and he was uh, he was he was like a, I think at the time he was making a fonts for them. Uh, for like their games, so that so that they could have like their own copyrighted fonts and things and building yeah. out all them. And he was seeing that in the company, so we never actually got served a cease and desist. Oh. But we at uh, we uh, my friend was like, "Hey, dude, I'm like literally uh, like walking around here and seeing bands and and and." Uh, other things being hit with cease and desists, and y'all are gonna come up on their list like pretty quick here. Um, so oh, okay. I would I would recommend changing your name because uh, it and it sounded like really like it sounded like we were they were you made like, us sound they, very serious. They were on like they were on MySpace just hitting bands, um, which is like a shitty thing to do. Um, and so, uh, and that's how we found out there was another Turok, band named Turok in like Minnesota or something, um, which we we fought with for like fifteen minutes, and they were like, "What if you're just the uh, Turok Minnesota chapter and we're the Turok uh, California chapter?" And we're like, "That's cool. We don't want to fight anymore." So that's chill. Um, plus, they had like two songs, and we were like, "Fuck you, we're trying." Um, but uh, so yeah, by the time we were pretty deep into <clears throat> into writing stuff and like preparing like our big release and all these things and that's when we decided to to change our name to destroy the colossus because which i love that know, name by the way thank you um we were playing shadow of the colossus at the time uh but uh you know we didn't want to have the same thing happen to us again so we changed the name and then another band just called themselves shadow of the colossus and released an EP, and it was actually really fucking good. Uh, yeah, from those those Sack Boys, dude, that shit was so yeah, good, dude. dude, that shit was so tight. That's um, one of those bands where you're like, why didn't you do anything, dude? I know. Like, do you know what they're doing now? No. What are they doing, dude? Do you know? Okay, so remember one of those guys was some of those guys were also in Fate. You remember that metalcore band? That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. So yes. so the drummer, I think it's is it Jake and Devin? They're 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 twins. Uh-huh. Fucking Devin is lives in Nashville and is a fucking. Pol- I think he's might be platinum country singer now. Wow! Holy shit! Yeah, and Jeez. like the the brother that was the drummer for destroy or destroy the Colossus. Shout out <laughs> the Colossus plays uh-huh. drums live with him. Wow! Damn, dude. 
Dude, I'll send you I'll send you Devin's Instagram later and you'll be like, this is him. Devin, Devin was the singer of Shadow of the Colossus. I think so. Right? Or the guitar yeah. player? Oh shit. Wow. I mean, if you're gonna fucking go make money doing music, Nashville's Nashville's where it's at. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Um anyways. Devin Dawson. That's what it was. That's that's his name. God, I wish I just like one of my pet peeves, especially with this this music scene, is that there's so much good music that just never hits a distribution. And like I wish that, you know, on my on my Apple Music that I can only get like Apple Music fucking certified fucking songs. Like it's so hard to just add some of your tracks that you yeah. have like curated over the fucking last like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um and you need like a different app to fucking play your shit. I'm like, I want to play it in my fucking Apple Music app. Shit, so I can add it to my fucking playlist. Um, anyway, tangent. Uh, so, we changed our name. We released the album. We had a fucking killer album release party where we literally like replayed three of our top songs over again because it was incredible. Um, that's like that show and that uh, Despise Icon show and our uh, and our Slipknot uh, Halloween show were I remember top, that top three top three shows that we ever played um, uh, and then um, you know soon it was 2008 and we were we were trying to just do our thing. And keep going, but we were also dealing with band member changes. Um, so we had um, a new drummer and a new bass player um, that we sort of borrowed um, from a band called Fighting the Villain um, that we played a show with, and they they were more pop pop rock punky, and uh, they were like, "Holy shit, you guys fucking rip!" Um, and so the drummer was like, "I want to play with y'all." Uh, and uh, so we figured that out. That was a bit. Um, we had Adam from the drummer. He played for um, All Shall Perish for a little bit. Adam mm-hmm. Pierce. Um, but he got the offer from All Shall Perish. So he was like, I'm going to take that. And we were like, yeah, that's probably the better move here. <laughs> uh, so after he after he uh, went to All Shall Perish, then we got, um, we got our other drummer. And, uh, <clears throat> and then... Um, we we were we were struggling with our sound a bit from what i remember we were getting a little burnt out on tech we wanted to do some like heavier more simpler stuff aka just like more deathcore stuff to play because you know just the constant uh criticism that we got I, i remember was like you know really i was the only person that could like actually like move and dance uh on stage and you know our our string players were like fuck 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 yeah fuck. they were just they were just noodle i call it noodling they were just noodling yeah. the whole time right like occasionally like tyler tyler could could uh could fucking rip it and kenneth yeah. could rip it um there were moments but like they just i think um they just they all of them never had like a full opportunity to just like fucking go crazy, which is what we wanted yeah. to do. Um, yeah. So we were thinking about we were writing like Tyler was writing music 
Um, writing music was difficult because, um, you know, uh, I think Tyler wanted to um, write a lot of the stuff. I think Kenneth wanted to write a lot of stuff. Um, but, like, you know, it's that thing where, like, I'm a singer. I can mouth sounds, but I can't fucking write or notate any music for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't help here. I wish I could. Um, and I think like for those guys, it was just, uh, just like a lot of pressure and like, it's that artistic thing where you want to write good shit, but it's so hard. You know, it's like trying to like, you know, draw a fucking drawing or a painting and you're yeah. like, I'm envisioning this. But when you start drawing, you're like, my hands look like shit. So I'm going to stop. It's like, you know, I get the, I totally get the frustration and the, you know, the thought process. So, I mean, yeah. I think we were, we were burnt out. Um, and then, uh, you know, fast forward, we played a couple more shows and then the, the stock market crash hit, uh, oh. pretty hard. And, yeah. and I remember, I remember, I remember that when the whole economy just took a big old, yeah, the whole economy just went, kids, yeah. kids stopped going to shows cause their parents were probably like, I'm not going to give you any more money to go to shows mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I remember playing a few more, but then I remember our last show was in a San Jose like community center. Uh, I forget what it was called, but um, it was literally to like four people. And that was it. Then we stopped playing. We, we, hadn't had a show in like a couple months and then we just sort of decided like are we done like we're fighting and we're we're not having fun anymore and this is like really tough no one's going to shows and no one's interested in us anymore i think we're just need to take a break and we decided to take a break and then the break just turned into uh we're done because you know that's how it goes um, and that well, was sucks. like 2008, 2009, I think, something like that. So, how did you uh, go from doing music to being an IGN? So, because I uh, actually don't know this story. That's so, like, uh, even if you've told it to me, I don't remember it because right. I'm a fucking asshole. Um, you so, know, so I don't, I'm actually, I, I probably haven't told you a lot. Um, it's, it's kind of not a, like a whole lot. Like, really, I was, um, you know, trying to just fucking find video work because my video was is my thing, still is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at Borders for like two years before I found the band or when yeah. I found the band right away, and it just killed my fucking soul. I just couldn't do retail anymore. Plus, I was making like fucking two hundred bucks every every two weeks or some shit like that. Yeah, um, that was back in the day before when California still got away with shitty labor laws. Oh my god! Yeah, I was making like bullshit money. Thank you. Uh, After like 2010, they got they got their shit together. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and so I just was picking up like odd video jobs, corporate jobs, um, some studio work. Like I worked for Restoration Hardware for a couple months, just like in their commercial shoot kind of. Uh, portion where I go to like a warehouse with all their furniture, hell early in the morning, pick it, uh, like work with the crew, just like load it into a truck for the morning, go to like a fucking crazy mansion 
and like unload it to shoot it, and then when they were done shooting, load it back into the fucking truck, and then load it back in the warehouse after like every fucking day. It was a lot. It was good money, but it was fucking a lot of work. A lot of work. I was tired. It was like nine a.m. to nine p.m. It was crazy. Um, so I did that, and then I was like, okay, I don't want to work like a fucking labor job. Uh, and so I worked. I worked odd video jobs for a long time until maybe like 2012 or 13. I had a slew of my friends' weddings. Um, and so I got my shit together. I worked a bunch of weddings to buy my own camera gear, um, to which I could work a couple more weddings and just like keep accruing money to like buy gear and get my portfolio going. And at the same yeah. time, I was. Like a bunch of shorts for myself too so i had a lot of stuff that i had worked on um and had self-taught after effects and shit like that editing and all sorts of things um and just worked on my own projects too like most of the time I was working on my own projects then trying to find jobs to get money uh and so about 2013 um i was like all right i fucking need to get like a a nine to five here. Um, but, uh, you know, I want it to be something that I'm going to enjoy. And so I just, um, I had picked out IGN because um, I kept seeing, you know, video editor gigs on the job board. And I applied for so fucking long. I applied for like an entire year straight um, and uh, didn't hear a lot of things. Didn't, didn't hear back. Um, and uh, and finally wised up a little bit and found a, a tool that would like connect the keywords from job posting and put them in my uh, in my port in my resume and uh, and you know made sure that it matched up to the to the job posting for video editor um, and I had my had my reel ready to go um, and uh, I finally submitted um, 2014. And like a day later, I got a call back from my from my boss, being like, "Hey, dude, um, really love your stuff. I think you're great." It was like the easiest interview. He's like, "You just come in for an interview." My boss, my boss Darren, who's uh who's not there anymore, um, uh, but I went in for the interview, and like it was already it was one of those interviews that I could tell they were all they're all ready to to pick me. They just wanted to make sure I wasn't a, just a total asshole. Um, yeah, or like a fucking the, weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, I'm not, so there you go. Uh, and that's how I got a job at IGN was, uh, like, you know, constantly submitting their, their, uh, the resumes to them. I went to a couple of their first Fridays, which were like, mm -hmm. if you want a job there and you want to check out the, the office, um, you know, that type of thing. It was like a recruiting type of event. Um, and then later come to find out all the, all those entire times I was submitting, uh, they were bought out. They were previously Fox, uh, owned by Fox, and then another company called Ziff Davis bought them. So they went through a big layoff. Um, wow. And so they were doing, did a big layoff, and then they were kind of sitting, sitting for a little bit um, on a hiring freeze and all that stuff. And yeah. Then finally, when they were like ready to go, I got in like right away. Um, that's so that's how I did it. That's that's literally how I did it. I didn't like. I mean, I went to school. Um, 
uh, I went to school, but honestly, like school, like the only thing that helped me was that I had a degree, you know, like something on paper, yeah. uh, mostly self-taught, mostly self-learned, um, mostly just embedding myself in like the types of content that IGN uh, is about. Um, and, you know, just got obsessed with gaming and shit in like 2011, 2012 and, uh, and decided to work in that industry. Um, so that's how I got in, sir. Um, yeah. And then that's ever fine. since then, ever since then, I've just been moving up and, and working my way towards, um, the social gig. But, uh, I was edited video for like three months there before I, um, took on a, took on a show called the daily fix, um, where I edited that for a long time, a couple months before I, um, you know, got proficient enough in that, that I could help out with the shoot, uh, of that thing. And I learned, uh, was able to learn all the tricks of the trade um, that the producer of that um, was able to say, like, hey, I want to get out of this role. Do you want to take this role on? I was like, yes, please, because um, I'm trying to move up and get my shit, like, in the door. He's yeah. like, hell, hell yeah. Um, my very good buddy, Mike Aransky, um, who, if you're listening to this, I miss you, sir. Uh, um, he's now at 100 Thieves. Um, so, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, he's doing good over there. Uh, and so I produced the daily fix with Naomi Kyle for about a year and some change, uh, before I got burnt out on that because I was doing that every single day. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, uh, I was also shit posting, uh, online on Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and, doing like my own photoshops where i put my face and shit and uh my boss that uh was gonna take over the social he was actually building the social team there saw all my shit posting on there he's like hey dude you want to come over here and i was like yes please please save me <laughs> and so i've uh, been on the social team ever since actually the longest longest running member of the social team right there that's IGN. awesome yeah that's and so yeah yeah, dude. Uh, dude by sure. the way, everybody watching this, I know you're all wondering. Brandon has taken me to the office and shown me, and it's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, and dope. I'm sure it's been updated since the last time you took me, so I need to come see it soon. When, well, when COVID's over, obviously. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll see what's what's happening post COVID with all of that because there's going to be. There's some changes happening for sure. So. Yeah. Are you guys still in that same space or did you have to downside because of COVID or uh, are you not allowed yeah. to talk about that? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's like solid yet, but there's definitely, it's definitely that thing of like downsizing. Cause like a bunch of people like moved, you know, um, because they're like, well, if I'm not going to be there for a fucking a year, like I'm going to move in with my, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend somewhere else in, in LA or something. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so they're doing that thing that a lot of companies are doing where it's like hotel seating where they're like cleaning out the space and you like book like a time that you want to come in and use a desk, right? There would be some people that want to use it like all like five days a week, which I'm like, you're crazy because I'm uh, why, but uh, you know, um, for like meetings, important meetings and productions and shit, yeah. like you know, you come in for that and then you just work from home, like. We're shifting to like a work from home situation. Well, shit. Um, That's crazy. And you know, it's mostly like 
you know, yeah, it's because of COVID, but people are just like, dude, this fucking rules. I don't have to commute. Like, I don't have to commute because um, my commute was like an hour and a half, like every day, uh, just one way, you know, so commuting for like three hours a day. Um, and so I'm stoked because I, you know, I can wake up at like 8.45 and then log on at 9 and be and be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the state. But that's like the state of like everywhere right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. At least in the tech world, uh, yeah. So we'll see how it shakes out. Um, Fuck for yeah. the rest of the company. Shit. Okay, that's enough about IGN. I'm tired of hearing <laughs> about that shit. Just kidding. Just kidding. If anybody watches you, IGN, I love you. Hire me. I have a great. Vo- I have a great voice. Um, yeah. If young Santa Claus mated with George Clooney, I'd be the result. So please Ooh, hire me. Baby. Uh, okay, Brandon, I have a, a, a segment, like a little way I end the show. I have cool. to tweak some of these questions for you because you're not in a band and everybody I talk to is always in a band. All right. Uh, um, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is sandwiches. Hands mm-hmm. down. Okay. Sandwiches. What's your favorite food that you can't get in the Bay Area? Uh, well, like I I'm technically, I don't know if it's I don't know if it still counts as the Bay, but there is not a single fucking Arby's around me for like twenty five <laughs> miles circumference. Circumference. It is. It is the most bullshit thing. I, I've been craving Arby's for like years. I hate Arby's. Oh, dude, fuck off! Arby's Sorry. is so good. Sorry. So, so okay. good. That's no. Hey, I asked the question, so I have to sit with the answer. You know. Oh, oh here, I'll give you. I'll give you a real one. But there is a food there. Oh, oh my god, the most amazing shit. There's. Um, have you ever had or heard of raclette before? No. Raclette, I think. I don't know if it's the official term, but it's essentially. Uh, and I had this in New York, and so I have yet to go back to New York and try this the, the the place was called raclette but it's also like the instance of it is also called raclette if that makes sense okay you take yes. you take you take your your potatoes your veggies your roasted potatoes your roasted veggies or like some meats right and what you do is you get a half wheel of cheese and you take a little blowtorch you cut you cut that half wheel right and what they do is they blow torch the end of this wheel of cheese, and then they scrape off a fucking nice thick slob of melted cheese all over your potatoes, your meats, your veggies. And Jesus, it is- I've seen videos of that. I did not know what it was called, and that's fucked up. I want that. So fucked up that I cannot have it. Like that's insane. That's insane. Um, R- raclette for for uh, R A C L E T T E. Raclette. Jesus, that sounds incredible. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> fuck, dude. You. I'm all derailed now, and we're way, we're like way over on time, longer than I thought we'd be. Um. <laughs> Okay, so usually this is the part of the show where I would ask somebody some advice I would give them about being in a band or being in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess technically I could ask you that, but more so like you're in the tech industry. 
Mm-hmm. If anybody is watching this show and they want to get a foot in the door in the tech industry, mm-hmm. um, or I guess technically the, we could broaden it and say the entertainment industry, right. you know, what, what's the, your, your number one piece of advice you would give to somebody for that? Okay. I can tell you like a thing, the question we got or like the comment I, a lot of people at IGN get, um, or the comments we see um, on IGN shit that is fucking annoying and, uh, first of all, first piece of advice: don't do this. But uh, you, you, you don't. If you want to get a job at IGN, no one like no one like the top skill that you need to have is not playing video games. Hate to break it to you, but we're not a fucking esport uh, fucking team. We don't just play video games all day. Um, there are people who play video games all day because they're, they're reviewing paid. a they're reviewing a game, right? So like they're they have to play the game, much like if you're reviewing a book, you gotta fucking read the book. So if you're like, hey, I want to review books, the way that you go tell a uh, a publication that you want to review books is not, hey, I read books, so you should let me review books. That's not how you fucking do it, okay? Um, God, this shit pisses everyone off at the office. Um, so we get that's a like, lot that's of that. Like, that's like now, now the golden rule kind of in the music industry, at least in my circle with everybody I work with, is don't send me a Facebook message. Like, fucking email me. Yeah, like, dude. Professional like, shit. Because like when I show people my Facebook messenger, I'm like, you don't want to deal with this. Like, yeah. don't, don't add to my fucking problem. Oh, yeah, dude. Because like Facebook is a personal fucking website. Yeah. You have an email also, for a reason. Also, fuck Mike Zuckerberg. Oh, um, yeah. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, Mark, Mark, whatever. Mark, Mike, whatever. Fuck you, fuck, fuck you. Same, same guy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, my number one uh, advice is to, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. So first of all, you want to pick, you want to pick um, what you want to do in the industry. There's so many fucking things that you can do in the industry, right? There's so many facets much like a movie business too right um but you gotta like you gotta look at the content and be like hey i want to host or i want to shoot that video or i want to edit that video which is what i did um or i want to review that game or i want to write that article right like that's mostly what we're about um and so you need to develop those skills to do those things that the people are doing at IGN. And it's not playing video games. Everyone can play a video game. And, like, we don't just pay you to play video games. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you can play video games? Fuck off. No, like, like the reason why we play a video game is to make our content, which is capturing video, right, or yeah. reviewing a game. Um, like, let me tell you, it's not fucking fun. Like it, like people, like reviewers are like, like, it's still like, dude, I like the guy that had to review Final Fantasy 15, um, a game that's like 80 hours long, literally had to like play that game, um, sun up to sundown for like, like five days straight and use his weekend. And like, yes, video games are fun, but like, like straight like who the fuck unless you're like really into it like you absolutely adore this game like i wouldn't even play last was part two for 
four hours straight, right? Yeah. Like, like that's just insane. Like, you won't watch a fucking like, um, like a movie that you're partially interested in for like sixteen hours straight. Like, this is you're not gonna do that. Um, but he had to do that so he could write his review on time for the review embargo. There's shit like that, right? Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah. So like, you know, it's things like. If you want to review, you got to learn how to review. You got to, you yeah. got to review your writing skills, right? If you want to edit, you got to learn how to fucking edit and get your edit skills up because it's top tier production, right? Same mm-hmm. thing with shooting video, like you got to learn how to light shit. You got to learn like your production skills. Same thing with hosting. You got to fucking practice your hosting. You got to, you got to get a bunch of hosting shit under your belt um, and like work on your hosting craft. And that means not working at IGN. Right away, that means you gotta like do jobs that require hosting and shit. Get yeah. your real going. You gotta like put in the work. Like that's on. Un- that's what. I mean, that's almost. So, so you mean? Job. So you mean me telling them to hire me on my own show won't get me a job there? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do your show. You gotta do a show about. Video games, which you can do on your by yourself. You got to practice reading a teleprompter. You got to practice making yourself up. Uh, you got to practice live hosting gigs because that's some shit you got to do. I, mean, I think uh, I have that down pretty well. Pretty well. You got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you, though. There is a, bro, a host. Bro, there bro, is, you know, you know. You know I'm an ordained minister, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I I've been do doing, this. I've been doing it. So like, I'm, I, I know how to host. Are you selling me right now? Are you selling? I, I know how to host plenty of things, Mister Hunt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Two video games are getting married. What's the uh, what's the service? Let's go. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog and Devil May Cry are getting married. What's your intro, bro? Go. Um. Well, first off, like. Do you mean the, the games or the characters? Already failed. Already failed, bro. <laughs> no, you have to know the specs of what the people want. You know what I mean? The game, here, here, see, the, the difference game. between hosting IGN and hosting a wedding is is something something important. <laughs> At IGN, the most important person involved in the scenario is, is the person viewing the content, the, the person watching the host. At a wedding, the only thing that matters is keeping the bride happy. Everybody yep. else can go fucking fuck right off. <laughs> but it doesn't even have to be the bride. It could also be the bride's you know, mom. The, or or, no, or no, it could be the husband. I'm, I'll marry gay people. I, I don't care. Yeah. Right. You know what right. I mean? I'm down. Everybody, I don't, you know, as long as you ain't trying to marry an animal or nothing weird, you know, <laughs> but like, I don't care, dude. I'm, I'm Everybody deserves to get married. So, you know, yeah. but there's always one person that's more sensitive about the wedding. Yeah. Totally. So you not that sensitive. Not that being sensitive is being is a feminine trait. I'm not trying to. No, but there's someone that's like more invested. Yeah, like there's always someone specifically in the wedding that you have. To, it's like, like they will murder you if you fuck up. Right. Like, and as yeah, an IGN exactly. host, all the nerds on Twitter are going to talk shit about you anyways. So yep. So like, what do you got to lose? Eh? Yeah, I feel like I just passed my interview. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like, like you you're. I feel like you're going to show this to your boss and be like, hey, listen, this is an hour and 45 minutes, but just skip to the end and hire this guy, dude. Like, <laughs> just fucking do it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you're in, bro. You're in, baby. That's it. You did it. You did good, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dad. Um, okay, we're what, right. 
What are your other? You have. We you gave me three questions. You have five. How many questions you got left? Well, so no, that this is my closing question, and then we're done. Okay, I promise. Okay, <laughs> I promise because I I need to go. You got me so hungry. I gotta go to the store and like, know, get dude. a bowl. I gotta go get cereal or something because there's no there's no fast food in the town I live in. So oh, like, after a certain hour, it's like, just done. go to Safeway. Just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird to ask you this because I feel like it's it's not I'm as unapplicable. But uh, so usually the question I ask last is because I'm usually interviewing people in bands. You know, I, I do this show because me as a promoter and as an artist manager, people see the business side of Joel a lot, or they're partying with me and they see like the rage cage side of Joel a lot, which you've been lucky to see both those sides. I miss him. I miss him so much. I know, I know, but there there is an in between, and I'm still a person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, as a business professional on the internet, in your case, you that you have like a veil. You have like I don't want to call it a facade. You understand what I mean? But that's mm-hmm. almost implying like you're lying and it's insulting. But like, what something about you, like whether it's a hobby, a character trait, or a personality trait. What's something that you have or that you like to do or something about yourself that you wish people who just know you as acquaintances or as an internet personality or even the people that don't know you well in the office, per se, in this mm-hmm. situation, what what is something about you that you wish more people knew? Um, I wish it's, you, you know, like this has been like, I've been actually thinking about this a lot because I've been trying to like be more active on Twitter and like build myself up you know, as a person, yeah. but like, yeah, there's still like a veil. Right. Um, but like, I've, I, I want to preface by saying like, I want to try and like, uh, on, at least on Twitter, which is something that I've just been like really, really passionate and like personal on, but, and trying to like let people see like my interests more, mm-hmm. um, because like, because, on Twitter, I'm known as like the IGN shit poster guy and the Ninja Turtles guy, right? Like, like, um, yeah, sorry, I tagged you in the Ninja Turtle shirt the other oh, week. Oh, dude, it's all good. Um, no, did no, like that, that's did you buy that one? Uh, the no, one from Result, the, the Results Company, it's RSVLTS. Well, uh, I bought I two not. shirts from them. I bought like a The Rock shirt and a, and a Ric Ooh. Flair shirt, like a button up. Nice. Yeah, the yeah, quality yeah. is worth it for that company. Oh, I have like five results shirts um, oh, that okay, are really good. Mind. My crit- just... my critters one is like my favorite. I'll one. go back and that. delete that sales point, that sales <laughs> pitch right now, because we all know those fucking oh. assholes aren't gonna like give me any free stuff. So, <laughs> um, I saw those shirts and like, um, what I'm loving about and this is exactly like what I'm trying to get to is like what I'm loving absolutely is that you and like people that are aware of me online are tagging me in those those things and in that ninja turtle shirt you know um yeah. and to be honest i think i think all those shirts are pretty tacky i just don't like the i don't like the splotchy design um i have i have you know i have uh preferences i don't want to say you have, you have I have, taste i have taste but because you know someone else might really dig those um i know that i know how those are going to look on me and it's not good um, so that's sort of why that's sort of the genesis of that. Um, but what I love is that, you know, random people are like, bro, did you see these yet? And they're like, and they 
don't know a whole lot about me other than I'm IGN and I fucking love Ninja Turtles because I talk about them all the time. Uh, and um, that is something that I'm like really, 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 really fucking appreciative of um, because honestly, like Dream Job would be like Nickelodeon slash TMNT would be like, bro, you want to just fucking host like all of Ninja Turtles shit? Um, to which I'll be like, fuck, gotta like watch all the shows and like read all the comics that I never did. Fuck up. Um, but uh, but like something that I'm um, trying to like work on is like allowing more of myself, which is like I fucking love movies, right? Like, and I'm a filmmaker, and I want to like utilize my output of myself on Twitter and social media um, to like do the things that I really want to do in life, which is make movies. Right. And like yeah. be around, be around, like be around, like the content that I'm really about, which is Ninja Turtles and like GI Joe and fucking yeah. heavy metal, death metal music and Star Wars and shit like that. You know, like, yeah, be like a, someone like be known as someone that like celebrates all those things and like, um, you know, expand my sort of like presence um, past Ninja Turtles, past metal, past IGN, in like so in the terms of like social boy at IGN, right? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wish people like I wish a little bit. You know, it 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 really boils down to like when I have art that I'm trying to make, like short mm-hmm. films and shit. Like I want, like I want to get to a point where people will be like, oh, shit, it's this, this is the Ninja Turtles guy's new thing, right? Like, Sick. Okay, whatever yeah. it is. Um, which, little self-promo, I am gonna, I am starting a, I, I've, I don't know how it's gonna go, but I am gonna start a new channel, I think, um, that's gonna be the first piece is absolutely Ninja Turtles based. Uh, right. but it's gonna be sort of in the same vein as like Nerd Writer. Have you seen Nerd Writer? No. Like video video essay stuff um, about okay. like okay. pretty much. I'm gonna do it about like my favorite films and like you know think. Oh, tight, yeah. Um, I back that. And so and so Ninja Turtles is like the first thing. I'll watch um, that. Let me know when it's ready. Hell yeah! Uh, I actually sort of like did a test run of um, a part of the piece that I wrote for a podcast that released today that um, I've got, got the, the two hosts like pretty emotional. So I'm like, oh, fuck, uh, maybe this will be good. So that was the fire that lit under my ass to finish, uh, that's finish right. my project. So, um, I respect so, that. So, yeah, that's this type of shit I'm trying to like open up to like the people that know me, you know, because um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people only know me for certain aspects. And I'm like, I'm a full colored individual, you know. Fair, yeah. fair. Okay. Very, very long winded answer. Very long winded answer. Oh, I love it. I love to, it. Like, check my shit out, basically. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Joel Cupcake Unedited live with Brandon Hunt from IGN. Uh, before we leave, Brandon, this is how we're going to end the show. Are you ready? Wait, actually, yep. no, no, hold on. We're not ending the show yet. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you stay up to date with those updates on the podcast platforms. Uh, I have a YouTube page. Uh, obviously, I want you to sub to that because I just mentioned it because I'm an idiot. Um, on Facebook, there's a likable page as well. 
for the for the channel. Please check that out. I'm going to be using that more to promote. Uh, I obviously follow me on social media at Joel Cupcake. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, Brandon's handles right there. Media Vandal. Hit him up. Um, find him. You follow him. He's a good ass dude. Uh, love that guy. Obviously, he's still right there, and you can see me. Uh, Brandon, this is how we're ending the show. This has been another episode of Joel Cupcake Unedited. No explanation. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I'll go first, and then you, and then I'm ending it. Ready? Yep. Uh, Raphael. Donatello. Ooh.